Welcome back to the Mailin' Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from the unnamed studio. It's called The Lodge for now. Uh, joined by my co-host, Sally Young. Sally, how are you doing? Well, I was just telling you before we got on that I have to get into something that I don't know what the password is. And in order to reset the password, I have to send myself a link to an email, my school email, that I no longer use, nor do I remember the password for it. So I have to go through a bunch of hoops. Yeah. And I was trying to do it right before we got on, but now I think I'm going to have to get on the phone with some IT people. You want to do it live on the pod? I had to do this the other day, actually. Call IT on the pod. For a different reason, but I had... had an account that was linked to a, an email, my actually the, the old Grand X email that is no longer. So I couldn't get in. I had to get on the phone with somebody. It yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't fun. It's just annoying. Yeah. And I also, I know there's a million apps out there that are like, store your passwords. But I always think like, I'll remember because it's all a variation of like the same password I've had for forever. But like enough of a variation that I don't remember. And then I lock myself out by trying three times. So. Yeah. It That's happens. what I'm dealing with. Pretty much every time I go to pay my Target card, because I, for some reason, somehow still don't have it on auto pay, and I never use it. I just have randomly have a Target card to get 5% off stuff. <laughs> I I will go and be like, I'm going to pay this, and then because I'll get an email being like, your bill's up. And I'm like, okay. And I never remember the password, ever. I have to reset it every single time. It's, it's so stupid. pain in the ass is what it is. It's so stupid. Ugh. I get irritated when they they keep making you add like a, a special character. It's got to have like numbers and characters in. That's not how I want to do it. Well, let mine, me decide the strength of my own password. Right. Cause. Also, for like my work stuff, because it's all like I'm sure most people's work stuff are like this, like secure information and things like that. You have to have special characters, and you can't have a password that you've used the last ten times. Yeah. So you can't just like flip back and forth, and I have to change it every ninety days. I feel that. Well, you know it's a Dave track when the beat rides like that. What's up, Dave? Dude, I rode that bitch out. You sure did. I was watching you do your thing. It was pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah. How we doing? I'm fantastic, man. Fresh off a great circling back episode. Pull back the curtain. Yeah, that was a good one. Feeling good. Well, got some good questions. We got some tacos. I'm picking up after this. I'm feeling good. You ordered from Taco Deli. Fish tacos. One with the uh, mojo. Ooh. Oh, are they like gonna be ready at a certain time? Yeah. Got a one ten pickup. Did Will shout out the place we went last night? Yes, he, he told did. us before, okay. yeah. Taco Flats. It's good. That's what he says. I That's was what got me in the mood for tacos. A little bit hungover today because we went with Harry to do our Oh, we'll sneeze off the mic there. <laughs> that was Bless dangerous. You, Dave. I was in a weird position. I could have strained an ab. Ooh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, there you go. Uh to do our quote premarital counseling. Uh huh. Which is not premarital counseling because he's not a counselor. <laughs> anyway, uh, but they have a margarita called the Trace, just tequila, Cointreau, lime. It was quite strong. And Simple. It's all you need. That's all you need. But it also has habanero salt on it, so like my lips were burning. Will had this problem. He was telling us about it. But I'm hungover from like two. That's lame. Still got on that Peloton, though. Did get on the Peloton. Yeah. Yep, I got I the noti on my uh, fancy little Apple Watch over here that you finish your workout. I know. About 45 minutes ago-ish. How'd it go? It went great. I Good. It keeps asking me every time that it sends me a notification that you've finished working out if we, I want to do a seven-day challenge with you. Let's go. Ooh. Run up. I don't know what that entails because, like, 
if smoke. it's just like closing the rings, I feel like I can do that. But if it's like who burns the most calories or works out the hardest, I'm going to clearly lose. I burn a lot of calories. My calorie goal is only 300. I don't even know how to change it to go higher. Mine is really hard to hit. I worked out for legit an hour and a half yesterday, and I fell short by like 20 calories on the day. Yeah. I burned like 1,060 active calories. Not not total. Total is like well over three. I don't know how to get mine to go lower. I mean, to go higher, because I, I kept yeah, I, lowering it. I wish I could tell you. I'm new to the Apple Watch game, as you know, so I, I don't they know. They should the, make it yeah. more... I don't know. Well, you know your boy's putting what, in work at the gym. What's your heart rate normally when you're doing a bike ride? Uh, like 180. That high? Yeah, that's oh, high that's as hell. There. That it, might be too high. I I know. My resting heart rate is like 65 to 70. You want to know what mine is? It's really low. I'm sure. 47. Way to go! Isn't that impressive? The lower. The, <clears throat> whoa, hey, what's mine? I'm dying here. The lower your resting heart rate, the uh, the better cardiovascular health. They say. Sure. That is. True for people your age. Uh, what's that mean? That means that if your heart rate and your 80 is like 47, probably something is really wrong. And oh. so You're saying we're not old. Right. I'm okay. saying That's what I'm getting. For, for healthy, like young athletes, that is true, that most of those people have low resting heart rates, which is good. It just means that your heart is way efficient at pumping. Right. Um, but sometimes that can mean not great things. Mm. Sometimes people have, like, I used to get really low heart rates, like, in the 40s and feel really faint because that just means I'm not getting enough blood to my brain. I yes. got mine down to zero at one point. Wow, that is, was dead. Wow, yeah. that is crazy. Pretty pretty weird. His heart stopped. It was, it was weird. Very weird time. I was uh, training a lot. Yeah. Just one beat a minute. <laughs> That's all it takes. Just, it's one hell of a pump. It just pumps all the way <laughs> yeah. around. It's the best pump. Wow. Well, guys, Super we have impressive. a pretty full episode today. So before we get into it, the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL, that's M-A-I-L, 888-362-6245. You can write in if you would prefer. There's a link in the Twitter bio, and that's at Mailin Podcast. You guys ready? I'm ready. Let's oh, jump yeah. right in. Dave? Hey, everyone. I need a credit card roulette verdict. Is it foul, play, or sound strategy to put an Amex card in a credit card roulette situation? Reason, Amex charges the vendor a higher fee, so the waiter would be influenced to pick a MasterCard or a Visa. My friend pulled this move at a Korean barbecue dinner on a bill of $200, and I called him out on it. I said it creates an unfair bias not to get your card picked. He insisted that this was a fair and legit strategy. Of course, his card didn't get picked. Thoughts? Uh, first of all, I didn't know that Amex charged a higher rate. I did know that, but I, um, I did not think that this was. I I have never had this be an issue during credit card. This roulette. is definitely not an issue, and I'll tell you why. The waiter doesn't care. Yeah, the waiter. The waiter's doesn't care getting at all. paid either way, unless he owns the restaurant. Yeah. Right. The waiter's getting paid either way. Secondly, I've never played credit card roulette where the waiter like is like looking at cards going through. They just you we usually just draw out of a hat. Right. And it's a blind. It's a blind card. So I talked to Will about this question last night because I had a legitimate question. And Will used to be a waiter. So he was like, he has played where he can see the cards and clearly like he, he's he been picked them as a waiter. But like he, or I, maybe he's pick, he's done this and the waiter's picking, but where the waiter do, clearly doesn't know anybody's name. Right. 
and is just sh- seeing them and picking, 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 like handing, like no, 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 yes. I guess where you can see them, but every time I've played, we've done them out of the hat, and uh-huh. then the hat is like almost raised. Yeah, you can't. They can't so they're not looking. I feel like if they're not looking, then here's here's what I think is more of a strategy, and I don't know if this helps you or hurts you. Is now with all the new metal cards, mm. is it is it helpful for people to like because you know if Texture. you've got the Chase Sapphire, the Amex Platinum, or the um, Magnesis, or the Magnesis, <laughs> or the Apple Card, even like is that the weight of that? Are they going to pick that first, or are they going to pick that last? You yeah. should. We should design a, a credit card that is designed. Not specifically to, to not be picked during credit card roulette. <laughs> right. Like, it's the credit card roulette credit card. Yeah. yeah. TM. Uh, no, I, because I I have debated people over that before about the weight. Like, what do you do? But I've also never told someone you can't put that card in. Like the waiter, I don't feel like the waiter has any breathe like. No, the waiter doesn't give a shit. Yeah, they don't care. No, not at all. And Will made a good argument yesterday while we were talking about this that if they could see, he was like, personally, I would probably pick the Amex because I just assume if they've got an Amex, they can probably afford it. Is that the reputation that Amex has? I think that's the reputation Amex used to have. I don't know if they still do. Amex has always charged a higher fee, which is why a lot of places... Or not a lot of places. I feel like it's pretty widely carried. Some places But some places won't accept it. On the flip side, this is no longer true, but Neiman Marcus used to only accept Amex, which was pretty ballin' of them. They'd be like, Amex only and or our Neiman's card. Is it hard to get your foot in the door? I mean, can anyone qualify for a card? Now they can't. Amex, I feel like, used to be- It doesn't seem that special to me anymore. I, I think Amex used to be like a higher tier card because before, I think they used to do like a lot of like concierge type benefits. They still do, I think. I, I, I could be talking out of my ass here. I'm not the points guy, but- I think Amex, especially in the past couple of years when like Chase Sapphire and all those cards came out, realized like we need to step up our game because now all these other cards are offering what we used to offer, which was like, you know, AAA memberships and premium seats at concerts and all of this shit. So then they had to like up their game too, like travel credits, all that stuff that the Chase Sapphire has. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like Amex got a reputation probably in the 90s, early 2000s, for being like the rich person card because they had the black card. Yeah. And now everyone's kind of like, oh, we're the black card, like with the metal and all that stuff. Yep. You know? I've noticed that as well. So I feel like, I don't know. I think, I I don't think this is a strategy either way, but even if it is, it's credit card roulette. Like, you I love credit card roulette. You can't prevent somebody from putting in their credit card. You know, like no. I this is total. That's fa- their totally card. Fair game. Like it's fair game. It's fair game. You're, you're, you're I thought when I first started reading this question before I even got into the card, like he said, credit card roulette question. What I thought it was going to be was, if someone loses and they don't pay, like what's the consequence of that? Because I've been in that situation. And I think that is, yeah, that's a why bullshit. you have to get you have to get a hundred percent participation. It, either everyone right. says you can't, I want to play, or you can't do it. And right it's for that reason, because you can put people in in tough spots. Well, I I made this comparison in Breck when we were playing odds to Alyssa, who lost a pretty terrible odds where she had to pour a martini into a wine glass, oh. her glass of wine, and then drink it, and and lost somehow out of like one fifty. I think she didn't pay up. She oh, must run I, the family, huh, Dave? 
Hey, how's your uh, asshole? (laughs) (laughs) She drank. I think she chugged the martini and the wine, but not together. Yeah. But I. That would have ruined her vacation. I mean, it would have been awful. But this is my experience. Don't agree. My thought is. Don't play odds. Sure. And don't play credit card roulette if you're not willing. Didn't she lose? It was some like astronomical number. It was one in 150. One out of 150, and they both said 64. Wow. Which is wild. But I also am like, 150 is a pretty high number. You're pretty confident in that. But like, if Will asks me and I don't want to do it, I'm like, 7 billion. Like, I don't even try me. I'm not doing it. Yeah. So. You can just flat out decline to play too. Right. So I think. I feel the same way about that that I do about credit card roulette. You can't play and then throw a bitch fit about losing because you said yes that you were going to do it. Just like I also don't think that you can um, impose regulations on it. I agree. Credit card roulette's uh, – that one I feel bad for people who lose who didn't want to play because I feel like there's like peer pressure to play. You don't want to look like a broke boy. Um, so it's like you don't want to be like the I one person who doesn't play – so sometimes, and they're just like, all right, I got like one in twelve, you know, odds on this. Yeah, so. if you are gonna play, don't don't play when when you're at some fancy steakhouse because you're gonna you're gonna stick someone with a very high bill and it's gonna be awkward and you're gonna feel guilty and then you're gonna want to make it up to them. So keep it at casual establishments when the bill is not, you know, it's under two hundred bucks for the group, something like that. Right. Keep it out of control because you you can only set people back. Agree. I think. Um, Maybe the last time that we played when you and Will lost. Mm-hmm. I think the way we did that was a good way. It's like we had a lot of people, so splitting it between two people. Yeah, you can have more than one loser, which it, it, it helps uh, you know, so- soften, the, soften the blow of the. Yeah. I mean, that was that was not great. And to be honest. It was Matt's. It wasn't a big deal. Matt, well, we say that. Matt's has definitely raised their prices in the past month. So mm. Mm. Hey, I have a big announcement. The rollback promo code has been changed. New promo code. New promo code alert. alert. It is no longer Randy20. It is now Rosie20. R-O-S-I-E. Hopefully you appreciate, Sally. I was, when I saw the rundown and saw that, I was so psyched. R-O-S-I-E. She's going to be so pumped. 20. Rosie20 will get you 20% off at checkout for first-time purchasers. Uh, It's still vest season. Their vests are incredible. We wear them all the time. Polo season right around the corner. They have great polos. Uh, we just saw, got a peek at the lookbook. They got a, a bunch of new styles coming out. The lookbook out. was exciting. It was pretty dope. Um, and, of course, their performance tees, which, da- which Dave and I wear daily at the gym, are awesome, too. Very, very soft, moisture-wicking. Uh, they're great. I actually wore a performance tee to bed the other night. Aren't they so soft? Wills. Wow. It they, was quite soft. And they told us the more you wash them, the softer they get. No one's doing that. Can tell you that. Nope. Rosie twenty. Rosie twenty. Go ahead out there and use that code. Yeah, let's make that code. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh screenshot or if yeah, take a photo, a screenshot of your order and DM Will and uh make him respond with a live in game photo of Rosie. Wow. See if he does it. He's I mean if that. if you DM me your order. I will send you pictures of Rosie. Wow. I didn't want to put that voodoo on you, though. I'll do it. Okay, yeah. Just, just do Sally. step up, Sally. Yeah. I I have a full roll of pictures of Rosie on my phone that I'm willing to send you. So Okay. Yeah. Hey, guys. So I'm 22 years old, and I've been in love with the same girl since I was about 15. We're really close, so we grew up together. A few months ago, I told her how I felt, 
And I basically got shut down and told she doesn't feel the same way. It really affects my everyday life because I think about her and all, and all I want to do is be with her. This has to, this has been ongoing for seven years. My feelings are only getting stronger. So what do I do? Thanks in advance for the advice. Love the pod. Keep it up. What's, why are you laughing? I'm not. This guy's struggling over here, Dave, and you're no, laughing No, I'm not at laughing him. at that, I promise. <sighs> okay. Okay, I have a lot to say about this one, so if you want to go first. Uh, or... The first thing I'll say is that you're 22, which is Correct. very, very young, and when you're 25, 6, 7, th- when you're 30, you're going to look back on this, and it's not even going to be a blip on your radar because you will have moved on so far by that point, you're not even going to care. So I know you think it's like really tough to deal with now, but I promise you things are going to change. You're going to mature. You're going to emotionally separate from the situation, and it's not going to be a big deal in the pretty near future. So um, I have had several bouts of unrequited love, and I'm sorry, it's it's a shitty shitty thing when you're going through it. Like of course. it really sucks. One thing I will say that goes off of what you said about him being 22 and this going on from the age of 16 or 15 to 22 is I think in a few years when he's over it, he's going to realize that maybe he wasn't actually in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one of the biggest things I think I realized about being in love with somebody that's not in love with you. So this happened to me twice, pretty much. Well, I, technically probably three times I was in love with, like thought I was in love with a guy. I'll just say his name, Tyler. Big big shouts to Tyler. Huge crush on him from like basically sixth grade to like junior year of high school. Totally in love with him. Then all my senior year of high school, I had a crush slash thought I was in love with a guy named Riley. And then I went to college and had a whole thing with a guy that we had this like on and off, but like really never, ever dated, but like hooked up, but like didn't. And then it was just all very complicated and nothing ever happened, but like. All of my friends knew about it, and all of our friends, our mutual friends knew about it. All Everyone knew that I was in love with him, and he did not feel the same way about me. And I think at the time I was like, I'm never, like, what is the deal? Why is no one ever going to love me back? But then I realized, like, especially when you meet someone else that has feelings for you, and you realize, like, okay, this is what love is two people loving each other like one, a one-sided relationship it, even though it feels like love to you and you think she's great and I'm sure she is really awesome but love isn't one person giving everything love is two people yeah. and I mean most of the time right and it feels like love to you right now but when you are actually in a relationship with somebody that's caring and loving you back you're going to realize that what you felt for her is probably more infatuation and the fact that you couldn't be with her and what you thought was love and wanted to make work but it, wasn't. It's human nature to want what you can't have. Right. Um, and that makes you like put this person or maybe even thing that you really want in your life up on a pedestal. Exactly. And you start to daydream about like how amazing it could be if you were with this person in reality, it it, it never it, it's not going to match how you imagine it to be. So you right. might think this girl is so perfect in every way, but then you start dating, and you get to know her better, and you realize that no, she has some quirks you run into, and and maybe your personalities don't align like you think they do, your values don't align like you think they do, 
you get to know her, you're like, yeah, she's not as perfect as I made her out to be all these years. Right. That's very, very real. Exactly. You want what you can't have, and it makes you like prop this person up on some pedestal that they don't belong on. And it does, at the time, uh, when I was 22, I felt this exact same way. You feel like, I'm never going to find someone else that I feel this way about, and I'm never going to be happy without this person in my life, and... One of my biggest things was like, I was fearful that if I moved on, like, or if he found someone that it would always be like, we could never be friends. We're actually friends now. Mm-hmm. And mostly I think because we're both with other people and could be like, yeah, we were never going to work. Like it gives you a whole new perspective. Right. When you, when you've emotionally moved on from someone and you look back, it gives you a totally different perspective and it's often right. Like, the problem with moving on from someone like in an unrequited love situation versus breaking up with someone is exactly what you just said is that you have them on a pedestal. So it's very hard to move on from this. Usually in my experience until you meet someone else, because every single person you meet, you're going to compare to this girl, every like interaction you have, you're going to be thinking about her. And it's basically going to take either some big moment or someone else coming in and you realizing like, Oh, this is better than what I've been going through the past seven years. And I think that's a little bit different than like maybe breaking up with someone where you're like, okay, I loved this person, but they had flaws and we didn't work in this way. And that's why we broke up and things like that. Because you don't have that side. You never really get closure because you didn't have a relationship with this person. You didn't, you know, see the bad side of them, anything like that. So that is what is hard for this guy. And I, the only thing I can tell you is you need time. And you need to realize that, like, it's not going to happen. So try to start moving on. You can't sit there and keep. Yeah. And let me suggest cutting communication for a while. I agree. Yeah. If you keep, if, if that line of communication remains open and you can reach out to her whenever you want, and if she reaches out to you, it's going to just delay the process of you moving on. Correct. She needs to respect the fact that you do need to move on, and that might require some, uh, the, you know, some, ver- the, the communication, the verbal communication cuts off for a while. Right. This this situation totally sucks, and I've been there, and it's terrible. Sucks, but we've all been there. I think. I mean, everyone. It, can the only to this. thing you can say is give it time. Yeah. And I promise exactly what you said. When you're 28, and you look back on this, you're gonna be like, "Whoa, yeah. I can't believe I thought." Why I was, was I so hung up on this for so long? Yeah. You'll be over by the time you're 23. Give it like a year. You'll be fine. Yeah, totally agree. Agreed. 22, man. He's got the whole he's got sweet whole bird of youth of on his shoulder. Yeah. He's feeling 22. He's, he's about to hey. hit. Like the you know the prime time of his life. Have y'all seen that Taylor Swift documentary yet? No, we we talked about it a little bit on CB today. Yeah, I Brett, have. Brett went to see it at the movie. Oh yeah, because you know what they did a special screening at all the albums. Is it, it's houses. good, Dave. Should I watch it? Yeah, I mean it's, it, good. it's definitely better than I anticipated. I, I really had no, I didn't know what was gonna what it was gonna be about, but I liked it. I started watching Righteous Gems, Righteous Gemstones last night. Uh, You'll probably enjoy that more. <laughs> you will funny. enjoy that more. I think I think uh the Taylor Swift documentary for me at least made me be more sympathetic towards like the celebrity dilemma of like getting famous, that's all you want, and then realizing like what a kick in the nuts it is mm-hmm. to be famous like that. Me and Dave have that problem. Right. You, I, I mean, you should watch it just so that you know how it's going to be when people are following your cars around <laughs> and screaming your name. <laughs> but oh, the Righteous Gemstones cannot, it is cannot so recommend funny. enough. I love it. It is really funny. I'm two it's episodes so great. in. Uh, let's do a voicemail. Hey, Dylan, Dave, Sally. 
This is Ben from Illinois. I've called before. I would love a bit of your advice. Um, bit of a tough scenario. It's Friday, and I'm strutting upstairs to use the restroom. I'm going number two and kind of a bit of a hurry. Not feeling too great. Woke up with the rumblies, and I'm listening to a small to mid-sized podcast, and I'm vibing, and I'm having a good time. Take a seat on the toilet. Scroll on Instagram. I'm enjoying myself, and then uh, the worst thing that could ever happen happened. Uh, a female supervisor of mine opens the door and uh, make eye contact. She says, oh, sorry, proceeds to slam the door shut. I did the only thing that made sense, and I buried my face in my hands. I am a administrative intern and have been working here for about six months. And I can honestly say this is the strangest thing that's happened to me and I think the most devastating. So my question is, do I approach the subject with her or do I just squash it and hope that she never brings it up again? Thanks so much. Love you. Bye. This is pretty easy for me. First of all, let me just say something. This is how not to be tactical, folks. It took him 47 seconds to to get to the lead. Okay, let's not shit on people for calling. Shit on. I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying this this minute 20 phone call could have been Well, you didn't tell people to get in, seconds. get out, and be tactical. Yeah, you're right. Which is not clearly what he was doing on the toilet. No. That sounded like a guy who was like, uh, on his commute home and was just kind of like trying to survey the road and make some points at the same time. We appreciate your calls. Make them Good quick, call, though. All right, so. Dave, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah, you don't say anything. You don't bring it up. That Absolutely. makes it worse. Correct. Well, look, here's the thing. She was going upstairs to do the same thing. She thought she had a little secret bathroom upstairs. Here's she was going to get in there. Nah. She's the one who should be embarrassed here. Right. Yeah. you. You were in a bathroom doing what people do in bathrooms, which is taking a dump. She's the one who opened the door to an occupied restroom stall. Um, so she's the one who should feel embarrassed here. Um, was this like a one-hitter unisex? Yeah, I don't That's know. That's what I'm imagining. I don't know. I, it's got to be that, and did he not lock the door? Great question. He left that out. It, it, if so, that's on him. Well, that's on him, and obviously that's embarrassing, but like, we've all walked in on somebody using the bathroom, and then you're just like, yeah. so sorry, so sorry, oh. and then you just... It's, it's I did like, it in Breck at the like... Blue Stag. <laughs> I opened it on this dude, and he just goes, occupied. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. It's not like you were doing a line of coke off the right. ba the bathroom. Or cranking you know, it or off, something. Off the toilet seat. Right? If you were you, cranking, you were, then you'd have to say you're something. You were in the bathroom using the bathroom. Right. It's, there's nothing to be ashamed of here. It's a very normal if bodily you, function, obviously. Yeah. If you're doing something nefarious and it looks like you yeah. need to go apologize, whatever. But yeah, like, sorry I, I was doing coke off like, there, I swear. <laughs> I said I had a, I've had a rough week. You know, that's a bad look, but you don't apologize just, for taking a shit. It's just my mashed up Adderall prescription. Don't worry about it. You don't it. apologize for taking a shit in the restroom. That's right. what restrooms are for. Good point. You know and I mean? and bringing it up, like she's probably embarrassed too and is probably just trying to forget it. So bringing it up is just going to throw salt on the wound. Just leave it alone and both parties will forget it. and It'll be fine. I know it's awkward, but like if you act awkward about it, she's going to also act awkward about it. So just be normal. Let it slide, and then make sure you lock the door next time. She's probably asking her significant other or friends like the same question: like, what do I open it up yeah. on an intern? What do I do? Yeah. So, 
It's fine. Don't you don't have to say anything. Yeah, I. You were just driving. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. It that is so might be a way to make it like a lighthearted thing, but just it's probably best to just leave it alone. Yeah, I would leave. Yeah, just leave it alone. There, if even because even if you try to make a joke out of it or something, like there's a lot of ways that that could backfire. Just if you don't end up don't. getting hired by this company after your internship, you can leverage her with it. Yeah, like, just oh, sue just her because you uh, walked in on me in the men's room. <laughs> Huh, huh. And then tell them where you got that advice. That's right. Play this in court. <laughs> Let's do an email. Let's do it. Dill, Sal, and Dave. My ex-girlfriend and I recently broke up. We dated about two and a half years, and we both decided to continue living together until our lease is up at the end of June. Neither of us can afford the apartment on our own, and neither of us want to deal with the hassle of moving out. Any tips for sticking it out, living with an ex, Right now is pretty hard, but I hope that once we have both healed a bit, we can be somewhat friends or at least tolerable roommates. Maybe I'm a fool to think that. Love you guys. Let me know what you think. Dylan Voice. Bye. Um, I need to know if it's a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom and what the sleeping arrangements have become after the breakup. But y'all are going to hook up a lot before y'all move out. Yeah. Just saying. Be, be, be prepared for that. We've gotten a couple questions like this. And I always just cannot imagine the yeah, situation. You mean, ideally, you find a buddy to shack up with for a couple months. Right. Um, but if there's no option like that, or maybe your family lives close enough that you can live with them for a while. Um, if you're absolutely stuck in this situation, to save money, I mean, you got to do it. I mean, I, I would sleep on the couch probably, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if it's a one-bedroom. I, yeah. Ooh, even, like, I think about that now. I'm like, if Will and I broke up, and we're both able to probably cover our own rent like by ourselves. But I also think I would be like, I can't be near him. I have to figure something out. So I would like go stay on somebody else's couch, but pay rent at the other place. You know, it, I don't. It delays the um, healing process, I would imagine. Right. Living with the damn person. So T's and P's to this person because you're stronger than I am. I would have to get out, I think. Um, I don't think that there's a chance that these people become friends whilst living together post breakup. They're going to get drunk one night and just hook up. It's and it, and weird. Exactly what Dave said. You can't heal or like try to move on because God forbid. I mean, it's February. You're done in June. Like you or she tries to bring someone home. Four like more what's going to happen? That's a long ass time. And, like, so much jealousy of, like, maybe these people are just a lot more emotionally mature than I am. And I feel like I'm pretty emotionally mature, mature at the age of 30, but maybe I'm not. Like, if we were living together and, like, you were going out, I would be like, oh, okay, like, where are you going? Like, what's going on? You know, because I feel like that's what normal people do after a breakup. You're like, what's, what's he been doing? Like, what's going on? Like, if you do stick it out and make it all the way, you'll probably come out a better yeah. adult. Like, that's true. I mean, this, that's going to be very impressive. Shouts to you. I think um, you definitely have to set some boundaries with her of like who's sleeping where, what's happening, what the, you know, you can't, if there's fighting going on or like y'all are broken up. So why continue like the fights, things like that, or like asking where the other person's been or if somebody spent the night somewhere else, like. 
you kind of gave up the right to do that when y'all broke up. This isn't going to be an awesome four months. Correct. It's going to be tough and weird and awkward. And Please let follow up with us and yeah, let us follow, know how it goes. Follow up. You need a crash pad. Find a buddy. Yeah. You know what? I think there's a decent chance to get back together, too. Yeah. I I think I agree with you on that because I I think if I broke up with somebody and was serious about it, I would do everything in my power to not be living with them. But if we broke up and we're like, I'm like, oh, it's yeah, like, that means eh. the doors, the doors cracked, eh. the doors cracked open a little. So maybe, maybe you just need some time being broken up but living together to realize that you want to be broken up or together but also living together. Who knows? True. Let's do the next one. Hey, Dill, Dave, and Sal. So I have a weird dilemma, and I want your takes on what I should do. My wife and I have been together for six years, married for three and ten months ago. We had our first daughter. What's bothering me is that one of her exes likes every single one of her Instagram posts. I trust her, and I don't care that he likes pictures of her, but what really bothers me is he is liking pictures of my daughter within minutes of it getting posted. I don't want to be the guy that forces his wife to block her ex, but it is really weird to me. Am I over overreacting or justified? P.S. Check out my kid. She is super cute. Yeah, he uh, he dropped the, the handle. Cute uh, kid? Confirmed very cute kid, so good, good for you guys. Good. Uh, I think you're overreacting here. Um, you said you trust your wife. Okay, then it's not an issue. And the fact that he is liking pictures of your daughter, I think, uh, makes him more innocent. Because it's not like he's just liking pictures of your wife. Because um, that would be like, oh, is he still hung up on her? The fact that he is liking pictures of your child, it seems like, oh, he's just, he's just you know, they're friends still, and he's just... Like, hey, cool, cute kids situation, and it, it seems innocent enough to me. The Maybe I'm wrong. A que one question I would ask is, what is this guy's situation? Right. The ex, is he married? Is he, you know, or is he out there single, whatever? I, I think it's probably pretty harmless, and it's not like he's, like, dropping emojis, like eggplant emojis on her uh, in her comments. <laughs> on the baby's Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dylan, I agree with you, although my first reaction to this was like, eh, that's pretty uncomfortable. So... The first thing that I thought of when I read this question was my dad's ex-girlfriend from like college or something. Um, probably this was probably 15 years ago, 10 or 15 years ago, started sending like with their Christmas card, like letters to technically my dad and mom. But it was like very clearly geared towards my dad. What did they say? And like they would get our Christmas card. There's like five kids like and it would just be like you know, like it she clearly was going off the rails. Like she was like, "I, you know, uh, me and so and so are doing okay. We're going to marriage counseling and so and so my daughter has a drug problem or whatever." And you're just like, "Oh, whoa, lady, like chill out." Like and it was honestly what was funny is that like both my dad and my mom were like not laughing at her because that's sad. But they were like, clearly this lady has some issues. My dad was like, uh, so put off by it. My mom was like, I'm not going to say anything to him about it. Like, or like get mad at your dad. Clearly this lady is like having some marital problems and right. like going back to exes. Yikes. So I don't know why I thought of that, but I kind of feel like the ex liking your daughter's photos is either like he is very harmless and just trying to be nice and is just purely throwing the like out there for the like. Or 
if he really is like wanting it to mean something and is liking your daughter, like photos of your daughter, he's probably delusional. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if that, yeah. So that's not a problem for this guy. Like that's not his problem. Yeah. It's the, it's the ex's problem. Like don't let it bother you. Cause clearly your wife is happy. She's not going to ever think like, Oh, my ex liked all my yeah. daughter's photos. Maybe I should like give him a call. No, I, I think, I think it's, it's so harmless. Right. I it's really totally do. harmless. And there are people out there who are very, liberal double tappers they will just they pull up instagram oh, and they'll and double tap every single post and the fact and that he said nothing. he's like this guy's the first like on a lot of the pictures just means he is a liberal yeah he's probably just tapper, always on the ground always on the ground he's always supporting everyone just double tapping away yeah some people are like that and a double tap doesn't mean anything to those people like right. oh yeah i saw your pic here you go boom move on to the next one if this escalated to like DMs or him calling yeah. her or something like that, I would be like, yeah. maybe say something. And you trust your wife, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, if 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 she starts to report uh, some DM action from right. this, from this fella, then okay, let's throw him a block and see if that right. Takes care but of like us. blocking him for liking your daughter, yeah, that, photos, that's fine. It's totally fine. I have an ex who has kids, and I've I've liked pictures of the kids, and we're fr- we're friends. It means nothing. It's right not weird at all. Exactly. Like. Yeah. You're just being friendly. Yeah. But, I mean, when he starts writing her letters about how his marriage is falling apart and his daughter has a drug problem, maybe be a little concerned. Yeah. That's strange. That's, it was very weird. That's I I will never forget that. It was like, it came with their Christmas card, too. My mom was like, this is interesting. Was it, uh, the card, did it say to your dad or to the family? To or? our family. Okay. Weird. It was, uh, you know how people like send out letters with their Christmas card, like Dylan this year like started his own company, da, 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 like oh, yeah. and like the the uh, obviously family bragging letter that sure. everyone sends out. That's what we originally thought it was, and then it turned out to be like a got dark plea for help. Gosh, um, what a freak. Yeah, I. What's funny is like growing up. You know, you never, I mean, I don't know how y'all were. I never really knew about like my parents' exes or anything like that, except for that one time. And also another time when my mom was convinced she saw her ex-boyfriend from like high school or college while we were at Disney World. (laughs) She made my dad go up to him and ask him if he was so-and-so. And he was like, no. And my mom was like, Harry, that is him. You have to go up there. Just go talk to him. Just go ask him. Wait, why does she want to talk? Why does she want to? I have no idea. And my dad was like, Why am I going up there? You go up there and ask him. And the guy was like, I'm not that dude. We're good. We're good, people. It was so funny. Okay, sorry. Random story. Let's do a voicemail. Hello, mail in crew. Uh, Nobody knows who it's going to be. Um, Mike from the Bay Area, long time, first time, got a question for you guys. I might be moving into a spot with a couple buddies of mine. It'll be a three-bed, two-bath, and uh, one of said buddies would uh, be bringing his girlfriend. I'm curious what the rent split situation is in a situation like this. Never, uh, never been in a situation like this. I don't know the standard. Do you split it four ways? Do they just split their their one-third share for the bedroom? I feel like it's somewhere in the middle of those two. Um, Want to hear your guys' takes or your ladies' takes. And uh, if there's a standard or if it's based on how much each of us make, I know I don't know. Really don't know. 
a couple glasses of wine deep. So forgive me if uh, if I'm rambling, but love you all. Bye. Drink that wine, player. Way to go. Um, I think it's somewhere in between of those two. Um, all right. I think what you should do is okay. So there are three bedrooms. It wouldn't make sense to split it four ways equally. Uh, it also wouldn't make sense to, to split it three ways. I think there's a happy medium in there somewhere. Like maybe you're paying 30%, 30%, and then they each pay 20%, something like that. Right. Um, and this is assuming that she's actually an official roommate. Sounds like, like she's she getting is. Ma- she's getting mail there, you know what I'm saying? Like then, right. yeah, she has to pitch in for rent, it's obviously. It's her domicile. Yes. Um, I say 30-30, 20-20 is probably pretty fair. So... I what's really random is I was actually talking to my brother about this last night because what what's interesting is this guy is going into this situation knowing this versus being in a situation where maybe you have a roommate and then they get a girlfriend and she basically starts living there. I found myself in one of those in college. And that actually happened with both my sisters when Lily and my sister Emily were living together. So here's what I'm going to say for those people. If you're in a situation where you have a roommate and they get a significant other and the significant other basically starts living there, or if, or if that is happening to you, you got a significant other and now you're they're living there or you're living at their place, you need to at least offer to like help pay for utilities, cable, et cetera. Because what if they have their own place? What do you mean? Like if, if I get a girlfriend and she wants to live with me or stay with me and I have two other roommates or whatever, Right. She has her own place to, to pay for. Correct. Although she stays with me 80% of the time. Can you expect that person to pitch in for utilities? I and, think I think it should water? be offered. Like, is she showering? Like, yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it, um, do you have your own bathroom? Everybody have their own bathroom? Or if there's, like, a common bathroom and she's using that, you're going to, you know, you want to go out if and she's there doing her clothes makeup. and, like, toiletries and shit are stored there, like, they, I think it is, at this day and age, and this exact conversation i won't call it a fight came up with lily and emily when lily and drew started dating because drew had his own place but he basically lived with lily that it was like maybe drew who basically lives here should like pitch in and he did so just be courteous if you or your significant other are staying at the other person's place pretty much all the time then you need to offer to like pay for some stuff the, so with the roommate situation, because he's going into this knowing that the girlfriend's going to live there, I think there's a couple things that factor in. Like, it's a three-two, is one of the bedrooms getting its own bathroom? Yeah, and that person probably pays more. They get their own bathroom. So if that's like their case, if that's the couple's case. Maybe they like the twenty twenty thirty thirty splits great. Because they're paying for the extra bathroom, and like she's clearly going to be yeah. using like the kitchen, the common well, areas as, as a as a as a unit. They're paying for more than one third of the whole place, right? I agree. Um, in a different situation, like say it was a three three, and everyone has their own bathroom, I still I think what the fair thing to do would be to like have them pay for just a third, and then they oh I don't split think so differently. because even though they sleep in the same bed together and they might use the same restroom. There's still like the whole place is theirs. Like, I the common I get area, that she's gonna be on the couch watching TV. I think for sure, it's just another body. Friends over, right? Yeah. I uh, think for sure the utilities, water, uh, cable, all of that is split four ways. Split four ways because 
four people are using it, right? But I, for the room situation, me personally, I think what is fair is like if they're using their own room and sharing a bathroom with someone else, I don't think they need to be paying 40%, but that's me personally. Yeah, I, I disagree. But I think I think if there is a bedroom and bathroom by themselves, maybe they take that room and then think about think about an extreme example of this. Let's say there's a two bedroom. Okay. You and a boy, you and your your friend or whatever are sharing a two bedroom apartment. Let's say I'm, I've fallen on hard times and I want to get roommate to help me pay for my half of the rent. Let's say I have like I just put bunk beds in my room and put like three other guys in there, and we split it. We split half the rent four ways. Should you pay the other half yourself if you're in a one bedroom, even though there are now five people in your apartment, five other people in your or five total? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just sets. It's just a weird. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't make. See, if you would have said one other person, I've been like, then y'all pay twenty five, twenty five, and I pay fifty. I really wouldn't have a problem with that. But I would it, still be like, y'all pay thirty, thirty, and I'll do forty, and that I think yeah. that makes sense for everybody. I. There are ways I think of looking at this it. is a. A part of me wanted to be like, why isn't this guy and his girlfriend just moving in together? But then you said San Francisco, and I know it's like that's that was a big factor in my answer as well. Yeah, right. San Francisco <laughs> thing, it's like okay, this place is probably pretty tiny to begin with, right? Yeah, I imagine. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a three-two. It's got to be somewhat sizable, I guess. I don't know. I talk it out. Yeah, but definitely have the expectations going in. Like everyone knows exactly what's going to be how it's going to yeah. be paid. I think absolutely anything that's a common payment is split four ways. And present it, yeah, and s- present it as this is my opinion on what should happen. What are your thoughts on it? Don't right. don't take any hard stances right up front, but let them know how you feel and then ask for feedback. Like security deposit, all of that needs to be split four ways because yeah. people are four people are sure. you know. So let us know what you decide, please. Yeah. Voicemail. What's up, boys? Uh, you know, I just had this thought. How do we know that Brett is not like a mole? Well, I guess not really a mole, uh, but he's still working with Barstool, and you guys are just like gonna go merge with them and whatnot. I'm not opposed to it at all. I think it'd be great, especially like them having some Bachelor content. Um, I know Dave Portnoy is always tweeting about Bachelor stuff now, but I think he doesn't know a whole lot. Um, but I mean. Circling back and barstool, I don't see anything against that. I think it would be a great thing. Um, I stumbled my way through this a little bit because I'm driving and I got cut off by a car. So love you guys. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Is Brett a mole for barstool today? Man, that would be a weird long-term play. <laughs> that would be a, a long con. I feel like there's better media companies that they want. They would maybe yeah, want to infiltrate we, uh, than us. I but. don't think. I don't think that that Portnoy would send Brett to work for a uh, a three-man operation that didn't have an office at the time. I mean, clearly, y'all have never read Harry Potter, where Snape is a spy for Voldemort. You're right. Essentially, essentially, and then Whoa. but really is Team Dumbledore. So, like, are we calling Brett? Professor Snape, is that what's happening here? You know, it, it really hard to say. And then, who would be um, Dumbledore in this situation, and who's Voldemort? I believe I've talked. I've we've talked about it a little bit before, but we had a, a a very brief flirtation with Barstool before we got this operation off the ground. Took a phone call with Portnoy, and it went well, seemingly. Uh, but he just, you know, 
he big time me. He didn't have time to get back to me, which is fine. Uh, I think everything worked out like it was supposed to. But no, I, no, <laughs> Brett's not working for Barstool still. Be a very weird move. Um, yeah, they have they have bigger bigger fish. I think that they're probably going after than than us. Um, well, at least at the time, you never know, Dave. Yeah, never want to rule anything out, but uh, things are going pretty well here. So, yeah, yeah, I think we think Brett's good. Um, that would be funny. It's funny to think about the possibility (laughs) of that, but no, no. Um, he's got burner phones and stuff. He's communicating. He's reporting back like the the you know all the ins and outs of this Mm, tiny intricate operation. operation. Yeah, how we do our billing. Oh yeah, the books. We're all over QuickBooks. Jeez, man. good thing we had him sign an employment agreement. So if he is oh, doing yeah. that, we can just sue the living piss out of him. Which might be that might be uh, best case for everybody. Yeah, yeah, could be good content. Absolutely. Um, all right, we have one more, and it is an email, Dave. What should I do for Valentine's Day? I'm pretty early on it on in a relationship, and I am unsure. About how to go about this. I mean, I included this really? because we got, I got, uh, I don't know, 10 questions almost exactly like this. So people are curious. So this is a, Valentine's a generalized Day. Yeah, generalized. Got what it. do you do for Valentine's Day when it's it's early on? Uh, is Early on is probably too soon to like cook at home, right? I actually, cook at home was going to be my answer. Okay. Yeah, well, but what's wrong with that? I, I Okay, it's early on. It's pretty intimate. If it's like a few, if it's a few months and y'all have, Stayed overnight together and stuff. Yeah, but if you've been dating a girl for like two weeks, maybe oh, it's two tough. weeks. If Honestly, it's two weeks, you don't even acknowledge that it's Valentine's Day. Okay, I disagree. I think well, I I think cooking at home, like having somebody over to your house, is a great like way to get to know somebody. So I think you you ask her out or ask him out and say, hey, do you want to come over? I'm going to make dinner, and then it's not a whole. It's like a more relaxed. We're having wine. I made dinner, we can chat and like watch a movie if we want, whatever. And it doesn't have to be a whole Valentine's Day hoopla, especially because it's on a Friday this year. It's like everyone is going to be out and about at a restaurant. I think cooking at home is a great option for early on. Presence-wise, I do not think you need to get this person a gift. No. Uh Uh-uh. If you're... Unless it's the gift of gumbo that you're making. <laughs> if you if you're a few months in, I think flowers is nice. If you feel like you need to do something, I really think hopefully you know the person enough to know whether or not they're like a Valentine's Day person. Like for me personally, I don't care about Valentine's Day. I we was do dinner. Say you could uh, you could take my approach, which is don't acknowledge that it's even Valentine's Day. I I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. I think it's a ridiculous, made-up holiday. Um, why? Sh- why should society tell me when I should be romantic with the person I care about? It's just—it's it, the whole idea of Valentine's Day is so stupid to me that I do not celebrate it. I—I I totally agree with you, and I—I I think that point is completely valid. Here's what I will say: If you're new to a relationship and you don't acknowledge it because of what your belief system is, which I think a lot of our generation feels. It could come off as dickish, like just being like, oh, I'm just pretending that it doesn't exist. Have a conversation about it. Like, look, by the way, we're not doing Valentine's Day because I think it's dumb. And I'll take you out to dinner. I'll give you gifts when I want to because I care about you, not because I'm supposed to. Right. Um, Lauren and I haven't had a Valentine's Day together yet. And this is perfect. I saw her the other day. And she was like, by the way, we're not doing anything for Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, yes. 
yeah, for is, sure I have just, a conversation. Maybe not. If you're new to it and you don't know how the other person feels, say you're only a couple weeks in, just be like, hey, I know it's Valentine's Day on Friday. Do you want to do dinner at my house? If not, no big deal. Let's go on a date a different time that week. You know, yeah. like, I think be nonchalant about it and definitely bring it up to the person. But everyone feels the same way because I think the other party's probably like, oh, shit, are we going to have to go out on Valentine's Day? Do I need to get this person something? Like, See, in Valentine's Day, it puts pressure on people when it really shouldn't. Right. And it makes people who aren't in a relationship but want to be, it makes them feel like shit. Right. Valentine's Day just stinks. All around, it sucks. I think it's very cute when you're a little kid and everyone has, like, the little Valentine's Day. I think that's sweet, and I, I actually last year sent my friends a lot of val like sent them valentines, which I thought was really fun to my own girlfriends, like because I was just still like, hey, I'm just thinking about you, love you as a friend, thanks so much for being there for me. That was like a nice day to remember all my galentines, uh, but the homie has a valentine. The homie has a valentine. This girl in his class, Ooh. he's been planning the gift for her. Oh shit. For like over a month now, he's been telling me all. So you about haven't it. instilled all your values in him yet. I'm not gonna tell him that Valentine's trash yet. He'll figure it out on his own. If not, I'll tell him when he's older. But yeah, he he's been uh, he's got this this girl in his class that he's crushing on hard, and he got her a gift. Uh, but then we found out that you can't just give one person in your class a gift. So he has to get so we get participation gifts. So he got gifts for the whole class. But I think she's getting like a little bonus gift too. Yeah, because he is really into this girl. We always cool. did it. Where, you, like, you oh, made your gift. little Valentine's box and you brought Valentine's for everyone. Yeah, and you're not allowed to put names on the gifts in his class. Oh. oh what the, man, this... Yeah, it's, you know... Oh, it's gotten intense nerfed. now. You know how it is. And it probably yeah. can't have nuts in it or but anything. When he, but when he's old enough, I'm going to sit <laughs> oh, him down. I hope not. He's very young. I'm going to sit him down and be like, I'm look, I'm talking homie. about peanuts. There's, like, a whole thing in schools about peanut allergies. That's what I'm saying. You know, one of the, the Jenner kids... Kim's yeah, Kim's, Kim's daughter. Kim's daughter. I thought it was. Out. I thought it was Kylie's daughter. It was Kylie. Same. They're the same. They just announced that she has a peanut allergy. Wow. No, we're all to that family. Thinking peace. about her. Um, Tough life ahead for that child. Totally agree with you about Valentine's Day. I don't think it's a, especially early on in a relationship, same way to like. Maybe not be like so cynical about it, even though I feel the exact same way as you do. But I think just be like, hey. This is coming up clearly. Do you want to do something? Do you not? Because oh, what if it. what if the person that you're dating is like super into it, and then you have to be like, then you might have to compromise some. But right. you should also voice your thoughts on the matter. I think. Like, well, maybe some of our like, listeners is, are super into it, want to do you're, something. No, that's that's why you got you got you got to talk about it. Right. Like, look, um, I don't know how you feel about Valentine's Day, but personally, I think it's a, a really dumb holiday. <laughs> if you want to do something, let's do it. But if not, then uh, I'm very content with just. Maybe celebrating on our own terms. But if you are into it or maybe really like a girl or something like that and you want to impress her, I think a great thing to do is to have her over to your house, cook her dinner. Yes. And have some wine. And it's if a you want to like Valentine's date. throw some flowers her way because you like her, great. Maybe do it the day before Valentine's. Ooh, like just surprise yeah. her. Really put her on her toes. Valentine's Day is on a Friday. Yeah. Maybe she gets flowers on Tuesday and you're yeah. like, you know what? Because it's Tuesday, not because there's because a I like coming. you and I like you. Yeah, there you go. Keep her on her toes. That's the kind of guy I am. Doesn't need to be a special occasion. Agreed. There you go. No reason flowers. Do you have a bonus question for us? I don't. Okay, that's I've fine. got one. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh, actually, okay. 
I'm going to add to that question because okay. I actually saw this question on Instagram. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? And then what's your favorite Deep Tracks Taylor Swift song? Whoa. Not a single. This is going to expose this is for me. The, for the real fans only. <laughs> Deep Track New Year's Day. Oh, that's a good one. My might, my, be, might be because it's like one of Alyssa's, so I just I know it. Uh, and then best song from me, Style, of course. Style's great. Fucking banger. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Blank Space is one of my faves. I love Ooh, Blank yeah. Space. Uh, mm. The whole 1989 album, actually. Yeah, her recent one, Lover, is really good. Lover's good. Lava. Um, Bad Blood is good. That well, she's got some heaters. I'm sorry. Basically, the entire 1989 album is my whole like. Taylor Swift, like that was Taylor at her it. best. I think for sure peak, and she's made some really really good stuff since then. But like 1989, every single hit was a big. She's been slipping a little bit, but Lover was awesome. Uh, my deep track is All Too Well, the song she wrote about Jake Gyllenhaal. That's not even really a deep track because I feel like so many people like it, but just really hit home for me on Red. But I was like so into Taylor Swift. There's some like really good ones. Last Kiss, on uh, I think that was on Fearless, maybe. Or the one after that. I don't remember. So many good hits from Taylor. All so, Mean, the song she wrote about Kanye West. Or no, that was a different song. She wrote Mean about somebody else. Katy Perry? No, that was... Uh, that was Bad Blood. Bad, Bad Blood. Blood was a heater, too. Right, right, right. But they reconciled. They have reconciled. I them. actually do like uh, You Need to Calm Down. That The song she reconciled with Katy Perry. In. I don't even know that one. Didn't get much play, I feel like. Maybe I was just had my head up my I ass. I think her her the music video got a lot of play. That's I've seen the video. Because it's very They're like, wearing like fun and it's like very colorful and it's uh like gay pride and all about like acceptance and things like that. So that's where her and Katy Perry are hugging at the end is like a fries and a burger or okay. something like that. Okay. Wow. Swifties. All right, guys. Well I had fun. Did you guys have fun? I had a great time. I had a good time. Well, <laughs> it's a good day. Thank you for your enthusiasm on that one. Uh, good time. Uh, the hotline number, again, is 888-362-6245. And the link in the Twitter bio is where you can write in, and that's at Mail Podcast. Wow. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. See ya.